From those in the know to those who need to know, this is the Indie Weekly Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Um, I'm Kayla Borden. I'm a co-owner of Pineapple Express Media. Um, We're uh, a brand in digital media um, that celebrates and archives um, African Nova Scotian, Indigenous, Métis, um, and Inuit and newcomers um, um, to um, showcase um, the talent that we have here in um, Nova Scotia, uh, specifically the Maritimes and in Toronto as well. Um, so today's panel um, is created by ANSMA in collaboration with ADVANCE. Um, ANSMA's mission is to, to promote, develop, educate, and enhance African Nova Scotians in the music industry by providing services and resources that foster lasting partnership benefits artistic development and economic success. So today um, I'll be speaking with uh, three artists. Um, First, we have um, based out of Halifax. Lavender is a unique rap and hip hop artist with a passion for the taboo, dark and mystical, described by the Coast Halifax as a pastel punch. Her music is great for intellectuals who love clever wordplay and thought provoking lyrics. Her music has been spun on the radio shows of some hip-hop's greatest names, such as Chuck D, Maestro Fresh West, and DJ Premier, representing Black Buffalo Records' Welcome Lavender. We also have King Woos, which is a Canadian, which he's a Canadian hip-hop artist from Halifax, Nova Scotia. He dropped his debut album, Abyss, Abyss in April of 2017. Prior to that, he released Entering the, which is an EP earlier in that April. He has been a consistent performer year after year for festivals like Halifax Pop Explosion, Future Forest, Evolve, and Hopscotch. In the spring of 2019, uh, Woos went to Rotterdam um, in the Netherlands, where he had the opportunity to play the New School Rules Festival and connect with artists and and industry professionals. Um, This past September, um, Woos took home the title of Music Nova Scotia's Artist in Residence, which helped him to develop his artistic growth and is currently working on his next project for this year. And not um, not last but least, we have 180. Um, He's an award-winning Canadian hip-hop artist and is the founder of 180 Ministries, which is an organization focused on supporting youth and communities all over Canada using concerts and workshops covering topics such as faith, bullying, teen suicide, and drug awareness. Upon graduating in 2011, 180 founded 180 Ministries and released three mixtapes and produced an album for a national charity. He then released five independent studio albums with Reverence winning a 2017 um, Covenant Award for Rap Album of the Year and Ventilation between nominated for a 2019 ECMA Award and two um, 2019 Covenant Awards. In 2021, he won the Music New Brunswick Award for Song of the Year and became the first Black artist to ever win a New Brunswick Award. He wasn't done there when in 2022, 181, the ECMA Rap Hip Hop Recording of the Year. Welcome, Lavender, um, King Woos, and 180. So let's jump right into the questions. I know we don't have much time. Um, and 
all the questions are for all of you folks. So jump in where you feel um, that um, you would like to speak on. Um, the first question I have is, how can you describe the changes in the music scene here in Nova Scotia due to the, influ the influence of George Floyd's death? Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'll go first. Even um, just, I think, uh, I think, I think hip hop in general. Um, a lot, a, a lot of people started to, you know, realize that we we got to start, we got to be a little bit more careful what we say, you know, and uh, you know, we got our words actually do carry weight, you know, and and in times like those, um, you know, for for communities that don't have a lot of voices, where it you know, and so uh, and so we got to be mindful of that. And I think a lot of us, um, a lot of us really realize that in that moment. And I think that uh, that hip hop, especially because I, I, I listen to a lot of the local stuff. And I think a lot of a lot of us, grew, a lot of people grew up, you know, and started uh, started changing the way they wrote a little bit. And, and, and I mean, I think that's a great thing. You know, we're speaking life instead of death now. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah, I like what you said that. Um, for me, seeing the artists that were around me in my hip hop community, um, the message um, and the power within the way they spoke the word, the, the, there's word, the words um, have actually, you know, changed and they know what power they hold. Like 180 says, like, you know, we, we, we speak for a lot of people and a lot of people listen to our music across the board and the message that we portray and the message that we send is very crucial. So I see, I've seen people more conscious and, and more deliberate with the messaging within their music. Yeah, I definitely agree with both of you. Um, I feel that through the tragedy, it definitely brought the community more together. Um, once again, um, to remember the essence of hip hop in a way where, um, like you guys were saying about choosing your words more carefully and things like that. It's the heart of hip hop is about- um, now, now you ready? Is about um, oppression and speaking a message um, clearly and having that behind the music. Um, and yeah, I definitely feel that that took place within the community. Mm -hmm. Yes, there definitely has been a lot of changes. Um, like you you all mentioned, especially in the message um, of what um, artist is trying to portray these days. Um, what do you think is the key to having a sustainable success in hip hop as an artist or producer? Uh, sustainable success is like building out a strong support network and team, um, which, is easier said than done. And I know a lot of people, a lot of artists don't, is, are on that solo journey. Um, and we, we cover our art and we, we hold our art close to, close to our chest and, and to let people in to like try to uh, help market it or brand it, it kinda, it's kinda scary. And so like the sustainable success for that is like being comfortable taking knowledge from other people and people that are around us and, you know, making sure you have that real trust circle of people that aren't just like there because they see you as uh, 
as a commodity or something they can profit off of rather than seeing what you do and feeling that you can support it. They can support that and pushing that forward and, you know, just, just really, yeah, building that solid team. Absolutely. A uh, team is, uh, is big. Um, we can't, I feel like uh, we, you, as an artist, you can't do it all, especially if you're focusing on your craft, you need us, uh, like you said, trustworthy people to, to help you along that way that has that same vision for you and that support. Well, yeah, it's also like Wu said, man, it's about keeping and making sure that the people that you keep around you are like they actually genuinely care about you. So like mm -hmm. I haven't put us put out a song in four years that hasn't gone through three people that I know will tell me if it sucks first. You know what I mean? And, and, it, and it, every song I've put out has had their approval before before it's gone out just because it's my art. Of course, I like it. I love it. I created it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So so it's, a, you know, it's just, but yeah, I think it's, that's, that's important. And also um, just being honest, like be, do good business. That's all like, you know, and, and, and when I say, when I say do good business and be honest, you don't even, you still don't even have to be a nice person. Just be honest if you're not, and you know, and then, then I can adjust, <laughs> you, you, you know? Um, so yeah, I, it just, I, I think doing good business as an artist, you know, and 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 that keeping the right people around you that'll be honest with you and let you know when you're starting to feel yourself a little too much because i mean even in this panel we're all good artists and there's a lot of people that are watching this right now that are good artists so you know what i mean there's a lot of a lot of talent in the room if you will you mm -hmm. know so, so being able to being able to have honest people around you is important i agree with both of you um definitely having people around you that will support you and help you grow. Um, and also, uh, I also feel like it's very important to be honest, make good connections, because really networking is such a huge part of um, successful artistry and stuff like that. Um, but I also wholeheartedly believe in consistency and being so authentically yourself that like, if you, if you build it, they will come type vibe, it's like, if you really consistently push and put that out there and put your soul into it, um, it kind of just be so obnoxious with it that people can't ignore you. <laughs> I feel like that as well, like doing as much as you possibly can every time and just having that drive, I feel like um, is also very important. And I found that for me, I felt like my support system, the people that I surrounded myself with, those relationships and also the massive amount of music I was making constantly was, has been a crucial part in my success mm. as an artist here. Yes, honesty is definitely, uh, definitely uh, a big part that I'm hearing in this conversation um, kind of leads into my next question. Um, I've heard some people in the black community say that the culture um, that hip hop celebrates a lot of the time isn't a culture worth saving because of the negative lifestyle it promotes. Um, can you give thoughts on this statement? If you guys, if you guys don't mind, I'll start this one um, just okay. because because it, it's actually something that I've been actually actually on um, because of my because my music music has a faith tone to it. You know what I mean, and, and, and has a faith back, background. I, I kind of go with the uh, with the with the motto or the mindset for myself. Um, and 
I mean, you don't have to have a faith background for this, this, this but if it works for you, use it. Um, I don't own it, it's yours. Um, but like if, if, if the world and, and, and the enemy and, and everything else can, can come in and use this hip hop thing like it did, because this isn't what it started out as. And if they can use it for all this evil, you know what I mean? Why can't, why, why can't I use it for good? Like, I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, everything has an has a equal and opposite, as far as I understand. I mean, I wasn't great in school, but I kept hearing, I know I heard that more than one time, you know? And so, um, so I think that, like, for me, it's just that. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing on this earth that I don't, that I, I believe, if it can be used for bad, it can't be used for good. Like, I just think that that's, that's crazy. I mean, you got to be mindful of how you use it. Don't get me wrong, you know? Um, but, yeah, I just... I don't know. For me, that's just, that's how I see it. And, and it drives me, right? It, it fuels me um, because, because of that. Like, if not me, then who? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, what, what do we do? We just leave it as it is, <laughs> right? You know, like, we got, we, got, we got people to help. I'm 42 years old with a granddaughter. I, I only got a couple good rap years left, you know? And so, and, and so I want to make sure that whatever I do have left, I use it. I use it real well because, you know what I mean, like the other two artists on the panel, like they're younger than I am. If nothing else, I want to make sure that I leave some kind of example, you know, that, that, that it's like, all right, well, at least this is how we do it. Whatever success is for you, that's for you to decide. But this mm-hmm. is how we do it anyway. That's my goal. That's my mission, you know. And, and I think that, yeah, if anything can be used for bad, it can be used for good. I like the way you put that. Uh, I... I I look at it as, you know, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like the news. If the media keeps saying a negative thing about a subject or organization or a person, you're going to start to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's what's always in the media or in the mainstream, that's what you're going to, you know, that's the only um, instances of it you're getting. Uh, so, so when you look at hip hop and we look at the mainstream industry, it's what are people getting paid big for, you know, like the little babies, the babies, like the, the, the stories that they tell in the, in the, the, the narrative of their music is largely negative. So when people are looking at hip hop that aren't a part of the community that don't know where to look for other things. And that's all they see. They're just going to be like, Oh God, like this is, this is horrible. This is negative. So, but then when you, when you get a, when you get a breath of fresh air um, and you dig into that, the, the underground scene that and look at Jay Coles and Kendrick Lamar's and the way they use their artistry, you know, hip hop, hip hop hasn't became what it is because of all the negative, you know, if it was that bad, it wouldn't be the number right. one right. bro. You, you, you look at it and you say Biggie and Pac are known in, you know, Indonesia by kids that don't speak English. Like, let's let's talk about the power of that, you know, um, because of the creative artistic ability that they had to tell their story and, and their struggle. And if other people could relate to that, how is that a negative thing? So um, I say, you know, like, if people are getting paid for the negativity, you're gonna see more people being like, oh, well, I, I can say that thing, I can say that, I can do that. But then you have, holistic people the real people that give their stories in the backgrounds and to find that you have to you have to want to find it so it's always there 
And just like 180 said, there's there's a negative and an opposite. To, there's a there's everything. Everything, you know, like so you have that in hip hop. You just gotta be able to find it. You gotta be willing to look for there's, it. There's there's nothing on the planet that can be monetized that doesn't get used for bad at some point. You yeah. Know? You yeah. just gotta have the good the, the good people to to you know try to balance that and navigate it. I think sometimes where we get ourselves in trouble is we get naive thinking that that's just gonna go away. It's not. So be one of the good ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not it is it's going to be what it's going to be be one of the good ones one thing i'll add and it, it, just before I, I move on is um like always remember too good music is good music right like mm -hmm. I, I i just won i just won a provincial uh song of the year award um about racism calling the industry that gave it to me racist Good yeah. music's good music. You can't argue good music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? right? So so like just just keeping that in mind too. Like my my whole thought process is is whatever your content is, that's your content. But for me, when I when when I go to work, I'm going to work to actually say something and get a message across and do something with it. Like I'm again, forty two with a grandchild, I'm not here for play. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, so everything has to have something behind it. So that, that's something to remember. Just good music is good music. And if you're, if you're positive and if you're actually talking about life too, because sometimes your honesty about life may not sound positive. Life sucks for some people. Exactly. You know what I mean? That doesn't make hip hop bad. It still just makes it honest. And that, that's so true. Um, I agree with both of you in that sense. It's like, and especially when we're talking about um, large record labels and the narrative that they push on society for, you know, an agenda and things like that. Like you said, Luz, about um, artists that mainly glorify, um, you know, drugs, money, gangbanging and stuff like that. The, the essence of hip hop was about the truth of what people were facing and how they're, they were using their music through therapy. And then of course, you know, that's seen as a negative connotation just because we all know how the black man is constantly ostracized, you know, and, and, you know, diminished for, you know, <laughs> whatever view is being, you know, pressed upon us. But like, um, the main thing here is what brings people together as a whole. Like, I feel like people really need to see beneath the surface of that. It's just, it's like, it's a dumb opinion to me that I feel like, people may hear hip hop and think like, this is ridiculous. It's all negative and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it might be negative, but it's also therapy for people that are listening, therapy for them. And it's the truth of their story, which we can't just simply brush off just because it's not positive. And a lot of my music has a lot of dark messages in it, but it's because I, like you said, if it can be used for bad, it can be used for good. It's about the mm -hmm. duality of man that I think is so important and like the dark sides that we face ultimately can bring us to a light side but also it's to it's exactly what life is all about you simply cannot have one without the other and it's such an integral part of the human experience to experience both and to embrace both like it will make life easier and more understandable you know like from that sense but right. i'm 100 percent with you my, my my music career my professional music career actually launched off of sharing about a cocaine addiction <laughs> you know what I mean? That that ain't pretty. You, you know, um, there's no there's no pretty way to have that discussion. You know, and, and, you know and, so yeah. I'm like you said, that. that what hip hop is 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 a story that may relate to someone on the other side of the planet or across the city. You never know who that that like that 
you know, your how your career launched, that could have helped somebody else, you know? And that's what hip hop is here for. And, you know, like hip hop's the only genre where you don't have to have, you don't have to have, be able to sing. You don't have to have, be able to play an instrument. You don't have to be able to produce. As long as you can jump on something that moves and, and has a, a flow to it, you don't need anything. And that's why hip hop is so unique in its own right. Um, so like, cause anybody can pick it up. Anybody can pick it up and tell their story and, and, and relate to somebody and then gain a fan. And then that person tells somebody else that knows that they would like that. And that's how hip hop is. And that's what it is, right? And I can respect anybody's art if it's honest. I don't care what you're talking about. Yeah. It's actually authentic. Exactly. If it's authentically you, I don't care what you're talking about. Do you? Exactly. Speaking of influences from different areas, the, the U.S. influenced a lot of hip hop culture and the sound of music. But do you think Canada has its own unique culture or sound within this genre? <laughs> all right. All right, then. Yes, absolutely. And, and even more than that, I'd say Atlantic Canada, even even more so. You know, um, I feel like I feel because and I'll only, I can only speak from that perspective, you know what I mean? Because I don't I can't I don't know what it, what it is in Toronto or whatever else. Right. But I know here, like for me growing up, like making me like we used to just we used to we used to take the back end of songs on tapes and tape decks and rewind back so we could make beats. You know what I mean? And you could only, but you would have to just use whatever had a long ending on it. So it was every different style you could imagine that you had to be able to rap to, you know, or you're getting, or you're getting clowned, you'll get roasted, right? <laughs> you know, um, so, but that, you know, that, that made you good, you know, and, and, and it helped you, it helped you out. But like, I think that we have a unique, unique style because it's such a melting pot of so much. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. we're all influenced by so, so, so much, right? Because like Nova Scotia, especially for like, I mean, good music, black music's good music, right? And, 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 and you know, black comes through Nova Scotia for Canada, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Um, and so, so with that means that we got a taste of everything. Like I grew up, my great uncle it was Bucky Adams, you know? And I, so I grew up just eating that stuff, right? Like, but it was like the different types of musicians he'd have around was just crazy all the time, you know? And so like, I think we're, we're crazy unique. That's why, that's why when we actually go, it's special and you can't do anything about it. You can't stop it because it's so, it's new. What do you do, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna speak on that a little bit as well. That's a really great story. And like, that's, that's some stuff I didn't even have to come up on is recording on and I take that, you know, like on those outros and stuff. Um, but understanding that, you know, a lot of our style, some of our style is influenced from what goes on in the States and that, that, that sound, but there's, there's definitely a uniqueness to it. And anywhere as you go across Canada, whenever, whenever somebody says down home, where are they talking about, you know, and down home has a, has a style and a swag and, you know, uh, we definitely bring that with us and you can see it. In, in the way we move, the way we present ourselves, how the way we the way we rap, the way we sing, um, but yeah, like the I, like I was thinking about this, and I was talking to another artist friend of mine that, the other day, and I was like, but what is that like distinguishing style for down home, and like just trying to break it down, and it's like there's a lot of there's a lot you have to you have to get through to even pinpoint that one thing, but 
the one thing I can say about down home style is we can do it all. <laughs> yep. Yep. Do it all. Yep. And yeah. So hats off to that. That's our style. Canadian, um, Canadian hip hop and music in general, I think is um, super rad. Like I've listened to, I know I listened to like swollen members growing up and stuff like that. I was a super big fan of them because um, my parents used to listen to them and stuff. Um, but I actually had a discussion with um, some friends. I think it was actually on Black Buffalo Records. We were talking about what the sound of the East Coast sounded like. And um, I grew up in PEI, right? So I was surrounded by predominantly white um, people. And to be honest with you, a lot of the music that I had heard out of Canada on the East Coast was white voices. Mm-hmm. And um, that seemed to be what was, you know, getting the most shine and to be like the predominant sound that I had heard when it came to East Coast Canadian hip hop. But mm-hmm. then um, amongst moving to Halifax, it's like there was so much more and distinct than just that. Like, I feel like when I lived in PEI, I was like more sheltered um, in that you know, in that space. And that's what I was hearing. But then upon moving here, um, I also noticed that like, it's starting to grow um, for black artists more especially. And that's what it's being replaced with that sound. Do you know what I mean? And like love to all my like white East Coast artists as well, because that's still a huge impact on Mm -hmm. the community, which is greatly appreciated. Um, But I did find that that's something that people seem to kind of associate with East Coast hip hop would be more like a white sounding um, hip hop artist. Um, But I feel like the future of hip hop here is certainly growing. And I feel like the future is black. Absolutely. (laughs) It's always been black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I was talking about the ECMAs there earlier before we jumped in this room and and it looked to me from like just watching for a long, long time. it, It looked to me like we found the formula we showed up we showed up in Fredericton and stuck together you know and that was that was special like I, I I'm still I'm still on that you know what I mean like I know I've showed up on all y'all's Instagrams since ECMAs because like I'm engaged heavy now you know what I mean because of that I I didn't feel so I've been a, I've been alone in my area for so long I just didn't feel alone for like four straight days. It was powerful. So, <laughs> you know, appreciate that, by the way. Thank you for that, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, so. And those are, those are great experiences. And yeah, like, you know, when, when we were all there, like we were at the Black Vile Showcase, we were at the Hip Hop Showcase and, and just having, you know, that, 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 that representation and that, that feeling of true support. And, and like you said, like we, we met each other for the first time and it felt like we knew each other, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, cause we, un- we, under- and, we understand that this ain't easy for either of us. Exactly. You know what I mean, so for me, I was like, yo, that's, that's another, that's another link to my chain right there. Let me dap him up and connect. I, I saw you on, on radio ECMA. Right. And I just sat, I was walking by. I didn't even know you were on at the time. I was walking by, I looked over and I saw you. I was like, I gotta sit down. I didn't even know where I had to be at the time. But I was like, yo, got to sit down. You know what I mean? I haven't seen her yet. I got to sit down, <laughs> you know? Um, but it was because of that. It was just like, it wasn't so much, there's another black artist playing. I was walking through the Delta and I was like, oh, there's family on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, there's family on stage. Y'all let me chill for a minute. <laughs> so. It makes it easy, man. And, and those environments can be hired on black artists when, when there's a lack of representation. Um, and so like to have that, it was, it was definitely and truly a blessing. 
Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I definitely feel that. I feel like when we see each other out at um, these events and stuff like that, like we know that you know we're gonna get that support because we're like, oh yeah, we see that you're see what you're doing. You're grinding just like I'm doing. Like we're in this place. We've made it to this spot. Yeah. Speaking of representation, um, you most likely have uh, seen some changes in the number of Black industry professionals now working in predominantly white-operated associations. How do you feel about that, and how important is that to you, and why? Uh, I'll jump in with that. It's, It's extremely important because now I know I can be authentically heard in those within those organizations. Um, when I say something, someone there can, re- can relate to what I'm saying. Or, you know, even though we might not be from the same community, same background, same upbringing, we, might, we do have some shared lived experiences that we understand each other on a, on a surface level, um, opposed to being in an organization where you're afraid to say some things or, um, you know, express yourself in certain ways because you feel like you're being that Black person. Oh, they're the one that, they're the angry Black person. So, you know, having having an ally in those rooms and, and someone that looks like me within those rooms, it makes it easier for me to approach those organizations or work with those organizations in the future. Mm-hmm. Definitely feel that. Guys, sis, I want to go last on this one. I want to wrap it up because I'm the older one. I'm the older okay. one. <laughs> Get my OG on today. Yeah, <laughs> I feel it's incredibly important and it's been um, definitely very refreshing because honestly, Woozy said that perfectly. It's like a lot of the times um, in a lot of different spaces, I have felt like it's like your art is being perceived differently sometimes and maybe not in the way that you want it to be perceived now. I mean, you can't always have that, of course, but like sometimes that's what happens when you, you know, you don't have someone that actually understands your experience and knows what your music is, you know, supposed to, supposed to be like, you can feel just um, out of place and feel like you can't be as authentic as you want to be. You know what I mean? Like it can definitely make you feel uncomfortable at times. So um, I think that's great and really important. And it's definitely been growing in the ECMAs just really like blew my mind for that and really made me super optimistic the future all right so from my perspective i'm so crazy excited right now about how how things look you know and how they're going because like i look at it from especially sitting here with these young fire artists you know that are passionate about what they do and like actually and and actually are good you know like you know what I mean? like it's it's such a crazy crazy time like it's a crazy moment because like i wrote my first song in grade six right I'm getting a lot of credit and notice right now. Um, I don't know. That would have been in the 80s at some, at some point when I wrote that, when I wrote my first song. You can't tell me that in 2021, 2022, I'm just now getting good at this. <laughs> you know? Nice. You know? And so, but because I've never had that representation, you know, I've always been working harder. Or I've always been, you know... And so to see doors opening so that some of these young artists like, you know, and not just for them. Okay, from a, so that's, that's my big picture thing. But even from a selfish perspective, I'm seeing the opportunity to, to when, I'm, when, I, when I can't run around these stages no more, to stay, stay employed and stay relevant in, in what we do. And those, those opportunities 
didn't look available to me even three, three, four years ago, you know? So, um, so from, from, you know, from my perspective, like, I love what you guys were saying, but like, I was sitting here listening to you guys talking, almost getting emotional because I'm like, yo, I'm just so glad that it looks like it might not take them a decade plus for people to find out just how great they actually are. Cause I've been good for a long time and now you're hearing it and I'm too tired to give you too much more, <laughs> you know? So anyway. Yeah. Respects to that because you, you know, like a lot of the stuff that we're able to achieve aren't, isn't possible with little individuals like yourself, you know? And in the way that we like benefit from the road that you traveled, you know, all those hard years, like you said, grade six is the first time they would have been in grade six, like, you know, 12 years old, like, like you said, they're the better part of 30 years. You've been making music and you damn right. That ain't, you just, you're just not now getting good. <laughs> like, you know, and you know, rep repetitive individuals like yourself, just beating on that door, uh, making sure that we're heard. We're blessed with that. And I just want to say thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for real. Yeah, it's definitely time to like, you know, start giving people their flowers and, you know, uh, letting those people know that has paved the way um, for, you know, us and the next generations coming after us. Um, just like uh, appreciating and celebrating that. So, yes, thank you, um, 180, for um, for just paving the way um, since you started um, in this hip hop game. Let me just say this. Uh, do it for someone else. I'll tell you, my first album, my U-turn my album, was fully produced by an artist out of Winnipeg, uh, a two-time Grammy-nominated artist, Fresh IE. He's a hip-hop artist out of, out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. And he did the whole album, mix, master, produce, everything. And he called me one day, he said, you want to know how much, you want to know the price? And I was like, not really, but you know what I mean? Tell me anyway. He was like, do it for somebody else. And so I was just like, yo, I can afford that. <laughs> you know, I can afford that. And, and so... It, it, it's it's just it's just that man like and and again the people who were before me like i'm standing on some giant's shoulders like i'm not home right now guys but like i know who built this for us you mm -hmm. know what i mean and and, and and i'm proud of them and just you know for me and i'll tell you guys this off of this because i don't want to take up the uh the panel's time but like i'm crazy proud of y'all like it's it's super it's super exciting to see that like the people coming next are, are so talented, man. And like, and actually care about what they're doing. Like, again, it's not trash music. If you actually care about what you're saying. It, it means something to you. So it has to mean something to me, you know? Appreciate that. Mm, absolutely. I have some questions coming in um, from the audience. Um, the first question is, for new artists, what should a team consist of in the beginning? Um, examples, social media, beat maker, mastering, engineer, etc. Um, from my experience, I'm just going to go off what I do, what I like, where I'm at currently, you know, like, I'm still pretty much, I have a great support network with around me. But a lot of my, my support networks makes up artists other artists just like me um you know um so i in the beginning i'm telling you focus on focus on your craft and you know focus on making sure that you're you got you, you're trying to get the quality of your work to where it needs to be um and once you get that the people other either around you um will start picking up some of that slack and you know wanting to help out where they can um or you're going to find the right people to come along the way right 
and be intentional about the people you put around you. Like exactly. make that on purpose. You know what I mean? Like um, know what your goals are and they don't have to have the same goals, but they have to respect yours. You know, if they're going to be around and, and so, yeah, make sure, make sure that it, it's hugely important, you know, and, and yeah, it, just, just be smart, like make smart decisions. And there's enough people who have went before you and screwed up <laughs> to help you know what those bad decisions were, you know, to help you before, before you, before you get there. But yeah. And the other thing too, learn, man, learn for yourself. So when I say be intentional about who's around you, like, so for me, I knew I would, I would never be able to afford what it costs to run, to run, to, to pay for studio time all the time or to any of that. So I just made sure I was intentionally becoming friends with people who love to do it, even if they didn't get paid. And so Instead, and I wouldn't ask them to do it for me for free. What I would do is just go hang out with them and watch what they were doing so I could learn. Mm -hmm. And then I come back and I, okay, oh, now I can do that. Now I can do that. Everything I do now is in-house and it's all off of, you know, the people around me. We're all go-getters. We're all hustlers. We're all, oh, we can't do that. Well, let me at least try to learn how, and then, then we'll decide, you know, and if I can't, there's enough of us trying, one of us will be able to pull it off <laughs> right? yeah. so yeah just uh yeah that's my that's my advice anyway um sorry i was just gonna add um yeah. something that i'm just getting into now which would have been really beneficial um when i first started as well is to study the market and study like marketing strategies because now so much of this is on the internet and things like that if you just sit down and watch some videos, maybe some Gary Vee videos and things like that and how to market yourself online, that'll be really useful for you as well as an artist. And if you learn that early on, along with, you know, um, being intentional with your work and who you surround yourself with. And also, um, sorry, I just had a brain gap. But if you learn those things um, early on and then also apply that, I feel like you'll definitely just be a force. And also, yeah, focus on your craft, like Luz said. Cause that's, you know, that's the main thing. That's what you're bringing to the table. The rest are side pieces. Absolutely. Do any of you folks have a team? And if so, who's part of your team? Yeah, I got a solid team. My team has been together for a long time. We don't, we, we have no openings and you know, there's no getting out, you know? Um, and, and just because of that, you know, because especially moving at this pace and, you know, where we do have to do so much independently, it's scary, right? Because you're throwing, you're putting so much out there um, that can be, uh, that can be messed with, especially with the fact of being independent artists for the most part, always, um, you know, a leak can be a very big deal <laughs> for us, you know? Um, so like having the people around you that you know got you, um, it's so, it's, it's so big. It's so, so big. It's so big. No, like, yeah, like, uh, my team is made up of artists, like I said, like other creatives like myself. So it's not really like an administrative team, but a production team. Um, I work with a lot of really dope artists that help me flush out my best creative ideas and uh, producers that really, you know, see what I'm going for on the, on the production side. So. That's what makes it my team. I have a team of, I feel like, friends who are also artists. And Woozy would definitely fall in that category. Um, 
Black Buffalo would be, I would consider my team and um, cause they've yeah, helped me out a lot in artists on that label and just the community as a whole. Um, I do a lot of work alone. I do find as well, but um, uh, definitely those would be considered my team when I do leave the house cause I'm a huge homebody, but you know. <laughs> The next question is, can you state what percentage of the hip hop music is trending to gangs and what are you doing to change that? Um, man, I, I touched on that earlier in, you know, um, the media has the power in, in that regard of like, you know, what, what the next generation of artists are listening to and what's the kind of stuff that's molding them. All, all, all we can do as artists is, you know, do put our best foot forward. Hope, hopefully we can mentor somebody down the road or or mentor, mentoring somebody that can also pay it forward. Um, but until, until like we have other outlets for mainstream music, the media will always, or the mainstream industry will always control, you know, the image of hip hop to say or not to say, you know, um, but you know, we, we just do the best we can. Our, is our, in, like, is our messages always positive? Probably not, but it's our real, it's our real life. You know, it's who we are. It's, it's the, it's the things we're going through on our day-to-day basis, you know, um, and everybody's journeys come with up and downs. Um, and, you know, for artists that take this seriously and artists that truly love what they do, our art is a clear reflection of who we are as humans, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. So I, the next question, because I just want to um, try to fit in all these questions, there's two questions that stuck out to me. Um, the next one is, what was the song or album or artist that made you fall in love with hip hop? Oh, easy. Easy. LL Cool J, I need love. Yo, that. That yo, when that's that man was so smooth, and and like and I I I was too young to navigate what that smoothness actually was. So like it was just super cool. Like I I just remember my my aunt had the tape when she put the tape in, and like I had heard hip hop before that, but when I heard that song, I was like, oh shoot, like yo, <laughs> he's he's rocking. <laughs> yeah yeah, LL Cool J, I need love that song. Still, that still gets that still goes on in the car once a week at least. <laughs> That's what's up. Sometimes you don't think of LL in hip hop because more so thinking of him in, with his R and B vibes. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. And things he achieved later in his career, people will discredit the impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'll let, I'll let that off. I'll let laugh. Mine's and mine's a good one though. <laughs> Um, uh, I, could you repeat the question for me, sorry? Yeah, um, what was the song, album, or artist that made you fall in love with hip hop? Oh, yes, so, um, I feel like my mom was a really young mom, so she was always listening to hip hop, um, along with my father, too, and I feel like Notorious B.I.G. was one of the first artists that I heard, and I really loved, um, you know, his raspy, hardcore voice, along with, like, the 70s funk, um, samples and stuff like that just super blew my mind. But then once I got old enough to buy my very first own CD, the first CD I bought was Late Registration by Kanye West. And that just completely 
blew my mind. And I remember they asked me to stop listening to Jesus walks at the boys and girls club because I used to bring my walking around just to see it and blare it in the gym. It's <laughs> not, they, they said I couldn't listen to it anymore, but like. If I talk I, about Jesus, the record won't get played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but, so yeah, Kanye and Biggie probably for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine would be uh, DMX, It's Dark and Hell's Hot that album um it's funny because I, I learned a lot about being you know happy and content with the good the bad and the ugly of yourself through that album um that was you know you just opened my eyes up to what actual art was on that project um and then in my later years of, of like more indulging in the hip-hop it was uh little wayne the Carter too so those two albums for me are what you know fueled me to try to compete with them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fire artists. Um, my next is kind of goes into my next question because um, those artists are very versatile. What are your thoughts on hip hop being used or merged into other music styles? Do you think this helps or hurts the future of hip hop? I think it's inevitable. I, I, I think I think I think it's automatic. I think that um, the the average like stay with me here, the average hip hop artist is so talented and versatile that we can collaborate with anything. And because hip hop is such a powerful genre of music, it's not so much us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't always go out searching for rock artists, you know, but I have rock collabs because hip hop can do that, you know? We can switch over to just about anything, you know, and, and, and do it comfortably and still make a song Good. like we can still increase the value of of that of that of that product or whatever you know um so yeah i i i think that it's a great thing um and even and even if i didn't think it was a great thing i don't think it's something that we could stop because it's too it's too much of a special thing that you yeah. can only get from us <laughs> you know um for it not to happen it's gonna happen yeah uh I'm going to say, no, I don't think it's going it to, you can't hurt, hurt hip hop in that way because hip hop came from that. We, hip hop used everything. There was nothing that was off limits when it came to creating hip hop. And still to this day, people are sampling anything they can get their hands on to make it hot, to make it knock, to make it bop, to make it move. Um, and that's what hip hop's always going to be. And that, like, like when he said, we can jump over to anything. We'll make any record. We'll improve any record in any genre. So it's inevitable, <laughs> and and it and it's it makes it better for those uh for those industries and for those genres. And I'm just gonna give it. I'm gonna plug right here. I'm gonna say shout out to Chevy Price because she she got the perform on the Country Music Award, Canadian Country Music Award, yeah. Brody for beautiful freak show. Monster. <laughs> Let's talk Monster. about that. Like it's those kind of things that we're saying, like that we're seeing happen within hip hop. Hip hop artists go to. Um, award shows and in, 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 in stages that they would never be on. So, and we're actually making those songs better. Exactly, like hip hop's coming <laughs> in and making those things better. It's crazy to me. Like you know, Nelly over and over again, right? Like you know what I mean. And and we don't got to talk about Walk This Way because that's just a waste of time. If we don't respect that, what are we doing here, right? So like like we can anything, anything. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I feel like a lot of the new age 
Um, hip hop, as it's considered, has been watered down by certain genres quite a bit and kind of loses the essence of it. But like you guys said, you make really valid points when it comes to how we pretty much um, will be a part of everything and anything because of how versatile we can be. Um, the only the only downfall of that, I guess, is I can't really seem to get with um, the stuff my younger brothers are listening to these days. But maybe that's just, you know, something that happens to everybody with age. But <laughs> they think theirs is the best. So <laughs> you don't know nothing about that old school. Right? I would say I have no same arguments with my older brothers too. They they didn't like what I was listening to when I was when I when I was getting on to my come up my come up right. So it, uh, it definitely is. I I get it. I get it. I, and 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 here's the thing. I don't I don't pick on you, young artists, man, because I, I, I'm gonna need y'all. Like I'm I'm running out of gas. You know what I mean? So I gotta. I can't, I can't mess with y'all. I love everything y'all be. <laughs> I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. No, I, you got, like, I actually do think, cause that's a, that's a, you know, that that's a conversation that's always had in, in, in hip hop. And I, I actually hate it. They do it in basketball too. I hate it. Like, yeah. That generation, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, no, like I want you to win. I don't care what you had to do to it to get you there for us to all do great. I know what I had to do for my turn. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it's your turn. Like you it's it's your machine. You own it. Do yeah. what you gotta do with it. Make it yours and go win. Like that cause cause that's how it was handed to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like go go do what you gotta do, man. Go get it done. Here's the formula. Here's the tools. You guys can call me anytime you want for anything and I'll help if I can, you know, because that's what was handed to me. So yeah, no, go. Absolutely. Man, I can sit here. Oh, go ahead, Luz. Uh, I was going to say, I just find it, it's a different conversation when you have that conversation with artists and consumers, you know, people that enjoy the culture and people that appreciate the music. They're they're more hired up on like, well, this generation is better than that generation and the generation after that, don't even talk with that because it's garbage. But I find when, when, when creatives talk about the full spectrum of music and hip hop, there's, there's more acceptance because they know like they, you know, like like you, you said, 180, you, you created a thing that's like, all right, now pass the baton. It's a relay. Let's take it to the end. Man, I'm in love with hip hop again because of you guys last week. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I've been lonely out here for a long, over a decade, yo, going mm-hmm. by myself. Lots of, bro, there's six, I'm, I'm on my sixth album and I'm just getting this recognition now. And I don't do albums less than 14 songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I'm mixing and I'm masked, like, Right. So like I've been working for over a decade, you know, and so like seeing y'all like you guys, you guys gave me life, like just being there, being being around you guys in in that capacity. Right. I love this again. I've been out here in this in this space every night since ECMAs, man. You know, after that, you know, I got the trophy there. I got my I keep my phone open and Instagram going so I can check when y'all got stories going like this is what I'm like. I'm fired up again about hip-hop music not just any specific artist not, and not the projects i'm working on but mm-hmm. like hip-hop on the east coast for us absolutely man i'm so ex- you know what i mean i'm so because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't see it all i could see was like left said like just white artists yeah that's, that's what i've been seeing white artists white artists white artists no knock on them yo there's some really good dope artists here you know um but yeah it was just refreshing for me and like you got, y'all gave me life man for real for real for real like i'm, I'm, I'm fired up man 
I could sit here and talk to you guys all night about this because, you know, I feel like we're all passionate about this, about hip hop, um, about our communities um, in Atlantic Canada, especially Nova Scotia. Uh, But we got to wrap it up. I want to say thank you to 180, King Woos and Lavender. Also shout out to Ansma and Vance Music um, for having us tonight. No, thank you. It was a pleasure. I'm glad to get, I got to be a part of this conversation. Yeah, great chopping it up. Yeah, All right. Thank wow. Thank you so much for this. And and uh, 180, I saw that performance uh, last week at, was it last week or week before at ECMAs? Great job. And I uh, was hanging out with somebody that I do want to mention is Dio Gibson, who yeah. is doing such a great job at getting the message out to schools. Uh, he's just uh, such a powerhouse and motivator. Um, for positivity. And I think that that's something to note is lift people up that are doing good. Um, thank you so much. This has been a great session. And I, I have to say thanks to uh, uh, Ansma and Advance as well. Uh, we try to work with Advance on all of the programming for our conferences so that these types of discussions can take place because it is an important message. And I really, a lot of what you said resonates and, and uh, I'm looking forward to the future. That's the thing that's exciting is the future, you know, COVID, yes, we were locked in. And that's some of the discussion we had earlier today is artists are resilient, artists are creative. And I, I think what's really cool is, and it kind of goes on what you're saying, 180, is that there's this rejuvenation of energy of this creativity that's kind of happening right now. And if anything, I've found that there's a lot more openness to collaboration. And I think that's going to be produce some really interesting results over the next few years. I think uh, it's more international. We're here, we are talking, and there's an international audience uh, like never before. Uh, we're able to have these spaces, and it's really exciting. I'm super stoked about this hybrid digital live uh, age that we're about to jump into. So uh, thank you so much for this. I, I This was a great conversation to listen in on it. And I, I really respect everything that you guys are doing. And uh, uh, I'm excited what, what your next move is. Uh, I'm excited for what you do next. So thank you so much for this. You've been listening to the Indie Weekly Podcast. Be sure to visit IndieWeek.com for all the information on the conferences for 2022. Screen by screen, music and tech in February. Indie 101, music and business education in May. Music Pro Summit, high-level music industry insight from professionals in September, and Indie Week brings it all together in November. Thanks for listening.